Hello, and welcome to Hard Fried History, a hybrid history and comedy podcast run by two aspiring entertainers. Podcast is more of a rant, really. That have failed at almost everything else. I don't fail because I don't try, so there. We appreciate you checking us out, and if you want to see extra content, follow us on Instagram or give us a like on Facebook at Hard Fried History. Subscribe to us on YouTube or tell us we're full of shit on Twitter at, at HFH Podcast. If you like going that extra mile, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a a flattering a glowing review and of course tell your friends family and even people you don't like about us that's right again thank you for listening and without further ado the episode guys welcome back to another episode of hard fried history thank you for joining us again oh man henry what do we have on the docket today today on the docket (laughs) we're doing one of the earliest female poets female Mm -hmm. writers generally a more or less a a, i don't want to say not really a contemporary but i guess with this broad period of history perhaps you could consider her a contemporary of Homer and just very talented female poet, mm-hmm. uh, Sappho of Lesbos. And the boom, 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 that's boom. right, let it off, gunshots, gunshots. The Sappos of Lesbos, I'll tell you, there were no guns, guns were very, no, I mean, but that's just me giving like a salute now to ah, your, okay. to your memory, right. it's, a, it's a symbolic thing. I got, yeah, I got it, I, yeah. I, I mean, read, uh, you read. don't know if there were guns, you, I guess, you don't watch Ancient Aliens. I, I do not. I do not. I watch I watch real history on PBS. Let okay? me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the world I learned from Ancient Aliens. Everything. Source we're looking at today is called <laughs> Searching for Sappho, the Lost Songs and World of the First Woman Poet by Philip Freeman, published 2016. It's a pretty short book, and it's got the entire collection of her poetry in the back. Not a bad read. So, the late late 7th century because we're going way back late 7th century early 6th century bce is when sappho lived in the island of lesbos in the aegean sea Uh, lesbos is kind of like right off the coast of what was then known as like asia minor Mm -hmm. i think i think later it's known as anatolia but like modern turkey yeah and the island itself of Lesbos is covered in like pine trees. It's got deep valleys, olive groves, and apple orchards were all mentioned. And she was likely born in Aresis, which is one of the cities on Lesbos. And the largest city is Mytilene, which she eventually moves to later on. This is uh, in the, this is in the sixth century BC. Yeah. Not BCE. Or or BCE. No BC. I do BCE. Yeah, I'm I know, BC. I know, I know why. I know, I know why you do okay. BC. I know you do BCE instead of BC. And that CE, you know. Yeah, I know why you do BC. DC. This is 
This is a Christian podcast, and we're going to do BC. Is it? <laughs> I don't think anyone would know that until you've said I think everybody was like, oh, these are some heathens, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Really, yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty difficult, given that she's so far removed from our modern times, it's difficult to establish a lot of details about her life. Her poems are like, I think, all that survives her. I really don't know if you can link anything else to her and be like, this is Seppo's doll or whatever else. I think the poems are like the thing that establish her on the record more than anything else, if not the only thing. And so basically what Philip Freeman does is he kind of like pieces together what her life was probably like just based on what like anthropologists and historians know about other women how other women lived from this this time period and this period in like ancient greek history is known as the archaic period the iliad and the odyssey were written i think in like 750 bce so they like just came out and you know everybody's kind of losing their shit about like oh my god these are these are so good, you know. They, yeah. And uh, Greeks are starting to establish like trading posts in Italy, North Africa, and elsewhere, kind of around the Mediterranean. Imagine, imagine getting the Odyssey, like thinking it's like the dopest book ever, and then try to like pass it off to your friend. He's just like, it's too long. And it's like it's too what? Long, man. Are you? It's just, this is this is literary history. This is a mag- This is a piece of work. And it's like ah, it's just. This is this is current events, man. It's just too long, dog. It's just too just too many pages. Also, I can't you gonna, read. So why? Well, why also, are you I can't read. And then the other thing is like, yeah, it's supposed to be wrong. This is the only book you'll ever need. This is the only book anyone's ever written. You know, there's, no, there's nothing else to read, man. What do you mean it's too? You have no reference point would, here. How do you know it's long if you don't have short books? Because there are no books. There are probably some books, but I'm gonna beg to differ. You know, the, the Sumerians, the Babylonians, been popping. Been rocking out here, Fertile Crescent, Fertile Crescent Gang. But have they have they have the, have those pieces of literature trickled to Lesbos? I'm pretty sure that they that that half of the shit is stolen from <laughs> the Fertile Crescent or the Middle East in some like or you know, but it's not st- stolen is a yeah, it's trans- yeah you know the it, same thing translated and then and modern adaptations of archetypes and all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. all that thing yeah. So, uh, the childhood, presumably for Sappho, for Greek women, generally, uh, you have to survive famine, disease, and war, and of course, this kind of continues throughout throughout all of our lives, I guess, to an extent. Maybe not famine, if you're really lucky, but most places. Hey, man, <laughs> we're, trying hard... keep, we're trying to keep this podcast uh, nice and fun. Move past trying the fucking famine. Trying to keep it fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I got, a, I got a real fun one. Uh, it's hard to establish infant mortality rates in the ancient world, especially given this process known as uh, ecthesis, which literally in, I think, Greek or ancient Greek, because the language must have changed. Ecthesis meant, means, uh, it's basically just where, like, a child is left outside. Like, hey, we don't want this. We're just going to... <laughs> yeah, there's no like orphanage or anything you just yeah. leave it outside due to uh, questionable paternity you maybe have an inability to feed the child and it's straining the household maybe it was born with birth defects and you're just like and some are rescued and many aren't but there's yeah. sort of this kind of this this caveat or this loophole this rationality for Greek families where they just leave the child outside yeah. and just be like oh it's up to the gods, right? Yeah. It's not up to us. The, the gods will take care of the child if they want yeah. the child to do good thing. They'll make sure it happens, which is like, 
I guess I, if it's, you want to, that's kind of it's kind of pretty lame, dude. But sure, man. I just I just think there's probably one baby one time who did definitely like just go to the bar. It's like his third family mm-hmm. that has ecthesis to him. He mm-hmm. just goes to the bar, just smoke, I just listen to Otis Redding. He just talks. I try, dog. I try, I keep man. Trying. I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying so hard. None of these families want me, man. Yeah, man. You're drunk. You're some, you're some the bush first light. Orphan, smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and try Get to find stage. your next family. Do mm-hmm. stand up, man. It's, that's the all, first that's ancient Greek and Grecian stand up, right? Definitely with the product of ecthesis. Oh, a product of ecthesis. Oh, wow. you guys, uh, you guys read this 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 Odyssey? God. And that's the mistake. And then he'll he do made. the same bit that you did before about it being too right? That'll be his whole. Yeah, and it's and it'll, the thing. It'll yeah, murder I, them. Yes, I didn't laugh, but I'm a hack. back then, I, am a hack. I think it would have. <laughs> I, I am a hack. Uh, and then he gets like really personal, and it's like, and, and he's like, you know, one night he's drunk, and he just like starts doing material about being so ugly that his family left him outside, <laughs> and then that's what really murders. And it's, then he realized you have to talk about the personal. People want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get inside. You gotta you know get mean? inside, you know. And Sappho's, as far as we know, Sappho's mother's name is Cleese. Uh, she has three brothers: Eregius, Charaxus, yeah. and Laricus. And so, women, uh, women at this time are expected to basically just run the household. Mm-hmm. She probably, Sappho, probably learned how to weave from her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning to weave was like very important. They had like wool weaving competitions for girls and as a way to like socialize them and kind of reinforce that this is what they're supposed to do. And somehow she got trained in the poetic arts. She it's speculated that she like that her family hired tutors for their three sons and then yeah. she just kind of like sat in on the lessons or maybe yeah. she was like found by somebody, but clearly she and like, you know, apprenticed under it was like tutored by somebody who was just like, "Hey kid, you have a natural knack for this shit. Let me uh, let me show you the ropes," you know. Yeah. And, so, but she had like some latent natural talent, to be okay. sure. And then her poems are there, like meant to be sung, and they're accompanied. They're like she's got this instrument called the lyre, yeah. which is like those little miniature U-shaped harps with like seven or eight strings, and it's like she plucks it while she sings, and she's known for that's that's why it's called like lyrical poetry is because it's it's meant to be accompanied by the the lyric i I didn't i didn't know that that's where like lyric came from like i assume at least the etymology oh does she is she rapping she's putting lyrics together over a nice over a nice flowy ass heartbeat yeah yeah yeah, wow yeah basically wow this is the first rapper she's putting it down she's doing she's doing she's you know this is the first rapper maybe First, first rapper was a white woman. Wow, really? It was a white woman, man, of all things. <laughs> really? Really just breaking the mold. <laughs> so when Greek women entered womanhood as they knew it, there's like this uh, public celebration where uh, Parthenia or yeah. like maiden songs were sung and they celebrated the goddess Artemis who was kind of acknowledged as the goddess of like a, like a goddess of the hunt. And, yeah. you know, Artemis was the goddess who was out, out in the woods, like, with the nymphs and shit. And uh, she's okay. also, you know, by association, I'm not sure exactly how or what, um, acknowledges the goddess of a woman's transition from girlhood to womanhood. Okay. And we do know about Sappho that she was married, 
because like women living as bachelors at this time it wasn't really an option and she like spoke about having a daughter but she didn't write any verses about her husband even though like Sappho was acknowledged as one of the best sources on weddings in the early Greek world yeah so she's like this prolific lyricist this mm -hmm. prolific poet poet and <laughs> none of her surviving poems at the very least contain damn near any mention about this bum this presumed bum okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a <laughs> your girls just keep singing about weddings even though you guys are mm -hmm. already married mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is like she wants to have another one not with you not with you man <laughs> she's been she's been she's been singing about this for years after you guys got married man. it's a that's like yeah you know i mean i guess show business never really changes Weddings really are going to be a lot of a lot of our bread and butter. Uh -huh. I am oh, available yeah, sure. to do weddings, also. For sure, if people want me to. I will. I know how to. I know how to make. I know how to make old people laugh. I don't. I don't. <laughs> old people. I've hate never heard of a, a somebody hiring a comedian at their wedding. That seems like I, you know you're supposed to crack a joke during the best man speech. They're the host, and that's no. that's about it. That's wow. I, that's all I wow. know about. It's like you haven't. It's like you don't have haven't been to many weddings. I was uh, I was a best man. Okay, okay. That's on right. my resume, man. We, no, there's like a lot of lot of comics do weddings. Weddings are it's mm. like a, it's like okay. yeah they they have they they host the wedding, they host the mm. reception, and you know what I mean you don't want them at the at the ceremony. You, it's after yeah. when you host no, the reception. No, no, hell no. We're yeah. having a okay. good time. Could, you know how it goes. Yeah, I could, I could, whatever. Yeah, no, it works, man. What do you what you? It's either that or you have fucking Adam Sandler show up, fucking wedding singer it. You know what I mean? I would just I would just let people do them, man. You okay? I mean, that's yeah, not gonna be a great wedding. Not gonna have a great wedding on that side. <laughs> uh, men got married around age thirty after having more or less established themselves, and women usually in their like mid-teens. Wealthy people sometimes even earlier. But what I thought was interesting is that like spartans or spartan women the age of marriage wasn't until like between i think it was like 18 to 20 yeah which was a different you know it's different to see how like it's different yeah the spartans are they're like it's weird to think about ancient greece in that way like they're all ancient greeks are you know their own brand of people or whatever they're different yeah. like city states or whatever but like in general it's like this big tranche of just like Regular ancient Greeks, your Athenians and shit, and mm -hmm. then top dog status, Sparta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Women are expected to, at this time, like raise children, attend to the household, uh, sew yeah. clothes. That's why they were learning how to weave and shit. And they're basically like viewed as property. And yeah. their virginity, the virginity of women is prized. They're expected to keep it until marriage. And in a lot of like poetry, of this time, it's like commonly compared to like a ripe fruit on a tree. And then Sappho poem, she's a sh one of Sappho's poem. I think it, no, it's not her, I don't know. It's not, no, it isn't her, the, there's like one that they have that's full length. And this isn't it. But um, yeah. she's one of the first women to actually speak about a woman's sexuality and not just have like men speaking on women's behalf. She says in one of her poems, like the sweet apple that grows red on the lofty branch at the very top of the highest bow. The apple pickers have forgotten it. No, not forgotten, mm. but they could not reach it. 
So here she's suggesting that like women have an interest in guarding their own virginity. It's like one of the, you know, again, she's one of the first to write from the perspective of the women. And she's kind of acknowledging here that society does commodify their virginity, but she's at least encouraging women to work within the framework as best as their situation allows. It's a, uh, wow. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. Just because it just, I'm just trying to translate everything in the rap bars now, in R&B. Mm-hmm. And it does sound like you're just never going to get it. Never. What's that song? Never going to give a... It's a good song. It's a good song. A lot of illusions that I do on this show don't If you like work. it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, kind of that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. that aesthetic. That's mm-hmm. a good vibe. Yeah. Is she, is she, like, is she like rapping Beyonce of, in Greece? Just dropping bars that only better, does marry weddings? It. If you want to pluck the apple better, marry it. That just doesn't... <sighs> That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> you reaching for my apple, but you okay. Ain't right, let's get move it, on. Right? No, because uh, this is yeah. uh, now I've opened Pandora, right. Pandora's cool. box. Another cool. Greek reference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. The dowry is paid by the bride's father, which is funny to me because it's like the idea that you'd have to like pay somebody. To marry your daughter, the idea, you know, I think about it in verse, which I don't know what that says about me, but just the idea of like, oh, thank you for this. Now the husband will make a gift to the family of of the bride. I mean, but right? That's, you know, but, but instead it's like, oh, thank you for marrying my daughter and taking her out of my house and just getting her off of my hands. I, I will mean, pay you to do so. Is that's a little, the, is like okay. That's the. Uh, I mean, they do that everywhere. You do that here yeah. in America with uh, with weddings. The the bride's uh, father or whatever is supposed to pay for the wedding. Um, mm. It's a yeah. No, I think you know. I mean? It's a. It's like sometimes you. I mean, you just want to make sure that the transaction goes through. That's like this is just a financial yeah. transaction to these. You want to make Greek sure the dudes. check clears. You know. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. fucking. And yeah. You know what I mean? Just like take my daughter, please. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> Please. Come on, any young man. What are we talking about? (laughs) This is the celebration of ekdosis, which is giving away of the daughter by the father to her husband. And she would go, and the woman, the wife, the bride would go and live in the home of her new husband, obviously. And then during the consummation of the marriage, I didn't know that this was like an older tradition because we talked about it in the Ursabet Battery episode, a group of people would go and listen outside the door and sing these body songs called Epithalamia. And it's suggested that by uh, Philip Freeman that like the reason this practice was so is they were trying to deflect the attention of any jealous gods away from from the the fucking couple. To yep. make sure that, you know, your your bride didn't get taken by like a horny Hermes or something. Those little yeah. winged boots to yeah, man. the sky. A lot, a, a lot of people be coming out with a lot of crazy reasons why they're why they're, why they're weird. <laughs> a lot of a lot of justifications get spun to I justify the, a little a little a little creeping every I love now and the, again, the, the you know? giving away of the bride is known as ectosis and then like the giving like the just the banding of your child is known as ecthesis. Yeah. Just like that that would just the confusion of like some like fifty, seventeen-year-old girl 
was like, he's like, oh, wait, I'm, you're giving me a way to be married? No, I'm leaving you outside on the step. No, I'm, no, you're, I'm disowning <laughs> Not ectosis. You know? Ectosis. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, ek must be like out, you know? Yeah. Where it's like out, away. You gotta but there's go, a fam. difference between like putting away, which would be the dosis part is like putting and then give, I'm sorry, no, the thesis part is is the putting thesis. putting out you know and then dosis is like giving like this is a good it's a positive connotation that this is a there's a transaction involved whereas with thesis it's just like get the fuck out of here you know and 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 somewhere ding 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 somebody has gotten down their two greek words for the day and mm-hmm. we're happy to help mm-hmm. you with that bud today today you learned okay today you learned reading rainbow That's right, come man. on dog there you go. That's right. It's in a book, Dom, that we read for you. Okay? Mm-hmm, Fuck mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Sappo wrote a bunch of the, the epithalamia, those, like, body songs that they would sing. That's, like, one of one of her main genres, you know? I, it paid the bills. It paid the bills, I guess, you know? About how, like, the... Sh- she said in one of them, she said about how the groom is, quote, the equal of Ares, and he's much bigger than a big man. It's a, uh, it's just like, it's just like, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if you have sex to music or whatever, you know what I mean? Just silence. <laughs> you guys over there. <laughs> just raw flesh in the silence. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, it's not all silence, you know. Yeah, no, it's all no, but like she's like you know what I mean. What if like somebody was offbeat while they're singing your mm. while they're singing your uh, your epithelium really, and they're really just really tone they, deaf and they really and they fuck, they throw off your rhythm and then yeah. now you have a shitty marriage. Because <laughs> Steve could stay on beat when he's supposed to be playing the fucking the the, the fucking fucking, uh, fucking, fucking doing tenor. You yeah. know what I mean? Hey, fucking doing up bass. Again. Yeah. And now, he, now you have a bad marriage, and your they would your all wife be like, "Doesn't think you have." Like, what? Go ahead. They would, they would all be like really drunk too, while while the singing was going on. It was part of the festivities, and they would just be sloshed and just singing. And you had to put a guard outside of the door, who I guess was like the designated sober guy, who had to make sure that nobody, nobody just. <laughs> Nobody, nobody tried to join up. in. Nobody tried to join in, you know, nobody tried to get in there like, okay. This is weird. <laughs> this is a lot of weird energy. <laughs> it's, it's, I was like, okay. Um, and this is also kind of where you transition from Eros, which is more like passionate love. And like, of course, you know, for the Eros before, like it's the root of erotic and erotic love, Eros, to Philates, which is more like a, a balance between the the newly consummated uh newly crowned husband and wife and there's also kind of like a a double standard here in that men are almost like expected to have uh mistresses and they're like sex workers available to them and their wives are just always expected to put up with it you even have like a whole separate class of like high class courtesans Mm -hmm. who weren't only trained in the the arts of pleasure but also in like music and conversation kind of like similar to a uh, uh, geisha in japan mm-hmm. uh, but the limitation is that on men's sexuality in particular is that you couldn't have sex with another man's wife because 
you were viewed as like stealing his property almost, you know? Yeah. That's where, that's where it ended. It's like, Hey, that's my wife and she's literally mine, you know? So yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. You know, toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the ancient, ancient world toxicity, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. And then women who committed adultery faced uh, not only divorce, but then after the divorce, like a life of, of shame. And in motherhood for women, uh, Sappho writes a poem to her daughter, Cleese, who I assume she names after her mother, lamenting that she couldn't give her daughter a purple headband. They were, like, available in the major city of Mytilene, but there was this rival Clinactidae clan that, like, took power and yeah. drove Sappho and her family, like, out of Mytilene, and she's away from her daughter, and she's kind of lamenting. Um, she wrote this poem while in exile in Sicily sometime in the 6th century BCE, and it's thought by, like, I guess, Sappho scholars, historians of the ancient world, that Cleese was her only child, which for a Greek woman at this time would make Cleese and Sappho especially close yeah. because Greek women were expected to bear many children. If this is her only child, then this is, like, the heir of her legacy, basically, you know? Yeah. And there are also some really weird... We're going to continue right on with the weirdness, you know? There's some weird uh, fertility rituals or just uh, practices and yeah. diagnoses, whatever you want to think of it. It was thought that while or that having sex while the moon was waxing would increase the chances of pregnancy. And it, it was thought that women were most likely to get pregnant immediately after the menstrual cycle ended. And so if a couple didn't want to get pregnant, they would have sex during the middle of the month, which it's is, like, you know, is when women yeah, are typically like the, ovulating. Yeah. So what you, you're trying to avoid getting pregnant, but actually you're having sex when women are most likely to get pregnant. So, and then of course, like it even went, went as far as to talk about like the pullout game and like, you know, that, that even assumes that a man is going to deny himself that pleasure. And so it was. They instead they put that burden on women and said like, no, it's a women's job to block the man's seed. If uh, oh, what do you, you expect the man to pull out? No, of course not. Wow, wow, no. blocking. She has to. She has to. She has to block. This is why you don't go to somehow. This is why you don't go to a doctor that has like that is like super focused on like snails. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get this snail larva, yeah. and then mm-hmm, I'm gonna be able mm-hmm. to cure blindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't go that guy dude because you get you get shit like this yeah my uh my 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 slug jelly actually removes stretch marks my slug yeah. jelly is just flying off the shelf you want, you want some of this slug jelly what do you that think that is huh? actually something i've seen on instagram recently really yeah i just made that up man but sometimes yeah, no, sometimes I, when I, you I'm hit also, you hit you know i'm also making it up. i'm going with oh, you okay well but then, you, then, you, right. then you took it Made seriously feel good, i had to, I had to, you, to tell you, you no just smash my dreams okay yep. cool yep <laughs> they also had some abortive methods some were better than others like you know of course the wealthy wealthy people have access to more shit and like better better medicines which i don't know how good you could say that they are at this time even you know i don't know what you're paying for but um some some of the abortive methods that they prescribed at this time was just like oh you just gotta walk around a lot very quickly you gotta jump and you gotta take a hot bath and uh um you yeah you, you have to bl- you have to be bled like but you have to go to the special bleeding doctor you know you, you have to go to the doctor who knows how to bleed you correctly I've to never caused you to abort this baby. You know the bleeding specialist, right? It sounds like a dude who just stabs you in an alley. Um, 
I've never been good at knowing women and knowing women's bodies, but yeah, I can. Yeah. I know I know more than these dudes. Yeah, this is all kind of foolish. I'm pretty this sure. Is all, this is pretty silly. I'm guys. pretty sure I'm kind of fucking. I'm pretty fucking progressive to these days. You see, if you just jump, it'll shake the baby. Yeah, I'm not doing shaking baby jokes, dog. I don't know if I should either yeah. for that, for that matter. But yeah, it is. It is just insane, insane thinking, right? And it was also thought that to uh, determine the gender. Uh, or like a woman's look or her vitality was thought to determine gender. Like it was assumed that women looked healthier while carrying male children. And like, just to show you how deep the gender bias kind of goes. Yeah. Is that like women were thought like, Oh, you look sick while you're pregnant. Oh, she must be carrying a girl, you know? Yeah. And they would give birth in like the woman's part of the father's house and uh, next to, like, female friends and female family members, and they had, like, midwives and kind of cord cutters and then nursemaids, which is, like, maids to help you take care of the baby, especially for the wealthy. And then the son in ancient Greece is responsible for taking care of his mother upon the death of his father, and so naturally there's kind of, like, archetypal tensions that arise between the mother-in-law and the wife. So in the late 7th century BCE, getting into some of the politics of the time, this guy Megacles, he rises up against, the at the time, the ruling Pentilidae family in Mytilene, and Pittacus eventually emerges as the leader of like this aristocratic collection of families. He's followed by Mercilus of the Clinactidae clan. There's this other guy, Alsaeus. He also leads the uprising against Pittacus, but Pittacus eventually resumes control. There's just like a lot of turmoil in this period. And yeah. Sappho and her family are kind of against Pittacus, and so some of her poems like take on an explicit political bent. Now, yeah. getting into why we chose to do her for Pride Month is... Uh, homosexuality of course right in the ancient greeks didn't really have like a word <laughs> i don't like when you say homosexuality <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a, they didn't have a word for it like they would kind of find the idea of like defining yourself by your sexuality strange not even that that's yeah. like the defining thing but just defining yourself by that in any manner mm -hmm. or putting any amount of emphasis on it was like little like you know just do you but yeah, like men were more Huh? Yeah, people don't. Yeah, this is yeah. It was Greece, just like, like you know. Yeah, everybody's done a lot. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> fucking man. Yeah, and like men were more per promiscuous and accepted as more promiscuous. Like it was not. I don't think there was a taboo on on what we would think of as like gay gayness or anything like that in yeah. during this time. You it get was a just lot from like, ancient Greece. That's like. Yeah, y'all. Can y'all do? They didn't even question. They didn't even think of it as abnormal. Because y'all are fucking you know? a lot of people that shouldn't be fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't think of it as anything out of the ordinary. It was yeah. just like it just was, you know. Yeah. But lesbianism, in particular, that's because it involves women. You know, that's seen as a defiance of the natural order, right? And so it's like more <laughs> frowned upon. So again, you see this like reinforcement of of this double standard, right? That's so insane, because especially in Greece, uh, Greece. I know they did it in Rome specifically. Uh, I think we've talked about the or like Elizabethan society, like your European people doing it later later times. But like in Greece specifically, they were running wild with that pedophilia. 
Yeah. There was a lot of pedophilia. And to be yeah. like, this, this pedophilia, <laughs> this, this is, <laughs> this, you're sitting here with a boy. You're on a date with a child. And you're over here like, look at these lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, yeah, I cannot believe the the degeneracy. Yeah. <laughs> the Jesus. cultural decay that's creeping in. Like, okay, cool, dude. There's literally entrenched <laughs> entrenched pedophilia, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. And Sappo is also acknowledged as one of the best sources that we have on, like, female spe- sexuality, particularly lesbian relationships in ancient Greece because it is... I think commonly acknowledged that like Sappho was attracted to women just based on based on her her poetry alone. The and only a, f- and as a dude who is also attracted to women, yeah, dog, I get where, mm-hmm. I get where you're feeling with that. Mm-hmm. They are kind of fire. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only full length poem we have from her is her calling upon Aphrodite to help her win over the heart of a woman and like the uh the quote i wanted to bring up for even if she runs away soon she will pursue if she refuses gifts she'll be giving instead and if she won't love she will soon enough even against her will the last line kind of weird i think the philip freeman explains that there was like a widely practiced usage and belief in uh, love charms like no. You know, you would have like an imbued amulet or an inscription upon a tablet that you would slip into somebody's pocket or put in their home or whatever, and that would cause them to love you. And, of course, there wasn't sort of the existentialism of like, oh, but it's not really their choice, so it's all based on a lie. It was, was kind of like, it was kind of just accepted as a thing, you know? Yeah. And then lastly, last branch getting into it is uh, as far as what ancient Greek women would do to prepare bodies and death and stuff is that women tended to preside over the preparing of the body. They would shut the eyes to allow the psyche or soul to leave the body and the deceased were dressed in a manner that like befit their station or social standing kind of mm-hmm. reflected who they were and they're adorned with jewelry buried in a family plot outside of town and sometimes cremated and the rich would obviously show like very lavish ceremonies and funerals for themselves and there were like some laws on the book banning excessive spending on quote-unquote ostentatious display i guess that must be a a translation but she had a uh, a huge legacy like she's one of the earliest if not no she can't be the earliest known female writer she's one of the earliest known female writers poets Acknowledged, commonly believed to be a lesbian. I'd say it's fairly substantiated that she was sexuality, a lesbian. At, at least, at very least, sexuality is fluid. Yeah, a little fluid, little fluidity going on there. And it would also, it also makes sense why she never wrote about her like bum ass husband. You know, because she was like, she I'm was not, like, dog, I don't kill for it. Well, that's I don't for care show, what you, I don't care about you, man. That's just, that's that's for that's for when the Spartans come, and I just need mm-hmm. somebody to get killed in front of me. Yeah, make her an escape. Who the fuck about Dan? Dan, Caractacus, whomever. I don't care. Yeah, but like she's been written about a lot, and I'm gonna post some some of the paintings on Instagram because she's a figure that like looms fairly large in a lot of like European art too. She's like frequently hearkened to and and 
painted and drawn, and some of them are kind of are kind of smutty. But I, I picked I picked the classy ones, okay? Because okay, I don't I don't trust what you what you deem classy or smutty. You'll, you'll see, man. I'll post them. Like, they, they look good, man. I just want everybody to know, <laughs> Henry for all the pictures. Henry gets all the praise and also the criticism. All the condemnation for, for all, all the, the condemnation. weird the, the weird ones. But yeah. Um, <laughs> That has been our episode on Sappa. You know, of course, it was more of a we had to do. You know, it's it's ancient Greece. Yeah, a little We're more far removed. Not as not as <laughs> little little yeah, a little little, little more difficult. A little more a little more looser, but, but definitely yeah. very interesting. Uh, a, a different side of of Pride Month and 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 uh, and, and, and the and, and the I didn't I didn't know this about that. I didn't know this about this woman. I didn't know this about ancient Greece and. It's an interesting thing to learn. Uh, thank you, Henry, for doing the research on this. Of course. Um, guys, you know, like I say every time, we love you. We miss you. We want to we hear from you. So please go like, share, follow, subscribe on all our stuff. Uh, follow us at Hard Fried History on Instagram and Facebook. HFH Podcast on Twitter. Hard Fried History on YouTube. Hard Fried History everywhere. You can follow me at Joshua B. Stokes on Instagram and Twitter and Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Henry, where can they follow you at? I'm Henry E. Price on IG, just Henry Price on Facebook. Okay, guys. Another one. Another one for you. We love you. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. You guys be safe. You be happy. You be blessed. Okay? All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.